This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri. Not much in the studio. We have Tom Prince here from WNY Athletics. Uh, Frank and Francis are out and about. Uh, morning, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we got Derek Kramer producing. And, uh, you know, this is uh, we're pretty much here at the end of winter sports. Isn't that hard to believe? Frank, I go live in Florida next week as Orchard Park goes down to Disney and starts baseball. Wow. Isn't it amazing? It's just, the thing is, and I tell this to people every year, you know, the winter sports season is over in the blink of an eye. It is so fast. It's the longest, I believe, if you look calendar-wise yes. uh, from start to finish. Uh, we have uh, bowling going on right now, uh, the uh, state championship uh, today and tomorrow. I think they started bowling at 9 a.m. And, and they'll be at the Striking Spare in Syracuse, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, the boys and girls basketball playoffs are going on, uh, along with the uh, the Catholic states going on. So you've got all of that and peeking right around the corner. Baseball, softball, lacrosse—they're—they're they're anxious to get out there and get going. And as you said, you know, OP uh, fortunate enough to be able to go down uh, to Florida to get some uh, some time in. You know, it's unfortunate not everybody gets to do that, uh, but uh, there are a number of schools that fundraise during the year so that they can go down south and uh, and get going. Yeah, no doubt. And and we've got a lot of teams that will be going down. Some for the first time in years. They'll be going down to represent their schools down uh, down south this year, and and they're scrimmages. That's what they are. They're uh, some teams will use games because they've got some openings on their calendar, so they can they can fill a game or two on their schedule down there. But for the most part, these are scrimmages. Now, there's I know it's just, it's um, I don't know like a loophole or whatever, but the difference between a scrimmage. And uh, uh, a game. Right. So something has to be different than what they're normally doing. Right. Right. So in other words, here, like uh, in, in New York, you are allowed your your nine batters, right? Your right. nine batters with a DH that's in there, correct? Correct. So if you go down south and you bet the lineup, say bet 14 players, you're now in a scrimmage mode because you're not following the rules in essence right. of what an actual game is. Okay. Right? So that's what people will do is they'll do things that will be different down there. So it's a scrimmage and it's not the same flow of what a normal game is, but you're trying to get more and more people into the game. Now, will coaches, you know, when you take a look at pitching because you know, pitch count and uh, how much you work your pitchers is such a big issue in in baseball. Uh, is the the goal is really not to go down there and and 
oh, we're going to get a win here. This is yeah. a big. No, it's to go out and get work mm-hmm. for all your guys. So you may only pitch your starter, your stud, whatever you want to call them, uh, maybe an inning or two, and then uh, you go and see what else you have as far as arms go. Yeah, you'll start the process of stretching your pitchers out, especially because the weather's going to be nice down there. It's much warmer down there. So your arms are going to be able to get a little bit looser. Like here, you're probably getting your kids up inside indoors to that 50 pitch count at the beginning of the season, right? You may start stretching a little to 60, 65. If that gets you four innings, great. But you're going to be on pitch counts where I'm going to pull you at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Right now, there may be a game you're going to go after as a coach. Like, boy, I really would like to get that Florida team down there that I know is ranked in the country, and I want to try to play with them. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see, for the most part, is they'll be on pitch counts, and when they hit that pitch count, they'll be coming out of the game. You're going down there at this point and to see what you have as a team, right? W- what does my pitching staff look like? Because when you come back here to Western New York. You're going to have a stretch at one point that we know where you're going to play six games in six days. It's coming. We know it. You just don't know when it's going to be, right? We're Is that get because of the weather? Because you got to make up you know, for rainouts and things like that? Absolutely, okay. right? So we don't know what the weather's going to provide up here. So if you've got six in six days, you better have yourself at least seven, eight pitchers ready to go. Wow, okay. I mean, because think about it. With a pitch count, and if you've got three days rest – and you're going to go, so in other words, you're going to pitch and then have three days rest. What are you going to need to do to get through those six games? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go two pitchers a game at least, that's six pitchers right there in three days. You're right. So, And then you think is maybe there's that one game that you're going to need one other one. So that's where the seven, eight pitchers really comes into play. Yeah, hey, shortstop, can you get in here and throw a few? <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of cases that happens. Or... Let me see what I've got coming up through the ranks on that freshman sophomore end. That is there somebody out there that could be a benefit to me on the staff also. So they travel when they travel. They're taking varsity and JV down. It depends on the team. I think there are call ups that will come down there because they want to see what they have. And at the same time, is if I'm going down to Florida, boy, I better make sure I've got enough pitching to go down to Florida with because I don't want to be able to say, "Is I got no arms left?" And what am I going to do? So there definitely is probably kids that would go down that may not play on the varsity team, but I'm going to start getting my looks right now and see exactly what they look like, and I'm going to go down with a pitching staff that may be, you know, 10, 11, 12 kids deep. That's pretty neat. Well, have a lot of fun down there. Can't <laughs> I wish wait. I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I'll call in if you want, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I watch the spring training games, and I'm like, oh, man. Well, how nice it is. That I can see the sun. I can almost feel the warmth coming from it. I, oh. I want it. And, we're, you know, temperatures are going to come up uh, starting tomorrow, actually. At least today. in the 50s, right? Yeah. Woo! Let's get that snow melted. I have a lot of branches in the oh. yard that need to get taken care of <laughs> thanks to that windstorm that we had. And now we're looking at uh, another wind event uh, tomorrow, possibly. Tomorrow, I heard that, yeah. And, and, and thank God, though, this is the one wind event that won't have the snow associated with it. Like, we've had these winds where it's been the snow is, and that's where these blizzard-like conditions right. have come from. And thank God we're not going to have that to deal with, at least for tomorrow. It's just going to be the wind which, don't get me wrong, is going to be bad enough. I know we've got these ice jams up all over the place, and those winds are going to make that worse. So I get it. And there's going to be a lot of people, please, you know, prepare, make sure you're ready for that. 
Yeah, and if it, you have a generator, uh, you know, and if you had in an area that, that loses power often, you might have your generator ready, make sure you have enough gas for it, and be prepared. Hopefully nobody loses power. But when you're talking, I think they said 60, 65-mile-an-hour winds, yeah, there's a possibility you could use power. I don't want to lose power again. I, I Please. We, we just went through that uh, recently, and that was no fun. We had to, you know, my wife's recovering from surgery. Hey, get her out of the house and, and uh, to her mother's house so she could be warm. Was, you know, the house was in the 40s. Oh, wow. We don't need that. No, not at all. And I know the last wind event we had, there was that the ice jamming, if you remember, that happened um, up towards the Grand Island area. Right. All that ice jamming. Well, what? There's a chance that's going to happen even and could happen worse because now you got the melting that's going to go along with mm-hmm. it. So those winds could be driving that up in there. So, you know, please, anyone in those areas, be careful and, uh, you know. Um, you check on your elderly yeah. neighbors, things like that. Uh, everybody pitches in and, and, and gets us through it. All right, let's get into news and notes. As I said, there's, you know, so much going on right now. And uh, some of the things that I've posted on the Inside High School Sports uh, Facebook page and uh, UB has a football camp and it is uh, for uh, kids entering grades 9th through 12th uh, UB Stadium it's $50 you can get a group discount of 20% per camper uh, June 5th from 5 to 9 June 23rd from 1 to 5 July 26th from 5 to 9 so a lot some information there you know people are always looking for camps get uh get their uh, kids you know ready for fall i know i'm gonna do a few for uh, coaching and we're even working on one for the kids that we want to hold in the month of june and when i get the information on that i will uh pass that along uh let's see uh monday night uh football clinic and it's a football coaches clinic defensive coordinator for morrisville states ed rabby and offensive assistant garrick mclaughlin from bates college and uh Orchard Park grad will be featured uh, speakers at the Western New York Football Coaches Meeting Monday, March 11th at 7.30 p.m. at the Elks Lodge, 33 Legion Parkway in Lancaster. So you want to check that out. That's out there for you. Also, uh, Tony Schiappa, who's been on the program before, uh, soccer coach, he is headed to Williamsville East to take over their program. So leaving Hamburg to go to uh, Williamsville East, wish the best of luck uh, to him. Let's see, what else do we have going on? Uh, let's go with our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, and we do this every week. If you go to lifefit.com, that's where you can nominate uh, the Coach of the Week and uh, we'll pick a coach, and it'll be mentioned here on the show. And our congratulations go to Jeff Anastasia, Olean's Boys Basketball, 600th career win. Are you kidding me? No, and, and let me tell you something. He's not done yet. No, he's not. <laughs> this team is rolling right now, and they play today. Uh, we'll get into talking about that in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Let's get into talking about some of the stuff that we have going on. Uh, today, let's see. Congratulations to our good bro- buddy Brian Baker of Wilson. He was recently honored, and he is the first recipient of Section Six Frank Martin Coach of the Year. Uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. I was there for the presentation at, at, at the award and got to talk to him afterwards, and he was truly honored, you know, by this. 
and uh, really couldn't have asked for for a, a better scenario. And the daughters were actually there to help present the award, and he was even more honored by that. And oh, it cool. was uh, it was just an amazing scenario, and I couldn't agree more. What he's done for girls basketball. Just the sound voice, the way he gets the word out, the way he is a, an ambassador of the sport. No doubt, that's the guy that should have been there as the as the recipient of that award. Yeah, no brainer. Yep. Yeah, absolutely no brainer. Uh, congratulations to Lou Ports, uh, Roddy Gale, and Grand Islands Lydia Sweeney. They've been named Players of the Year in the Niagara Frontier Lord. Frontier League boys and girls basketball. Uh, Gals teammate Trent Scott and Lockport's Malik Brooks, Grand Island's Cam uh, Sienko, and Niagara Falls's Jalen Bradbury and Willie Lightfoot have been named to the All NFL First Team for boys basketball. That is in today's uh, Niagara Gazette. And by the way, I wouldn't argue with any of that. No. That was. Um, there are some great players there. Roddy Gale, as a freshman, has just been unbelievable this year. And I will tell you, um, I Coach Bradshaw has been pushing this whole year. Do not overlook what Trent Scott has done for this team also. I will tell you, when I got a chance to watch Trent Scott at the sectionals, he was phenomenal and was a big reason for their win over West Seneca in the last game. He played really, really well. And I kept saying on the broadcast is, Coach Bradshaw, we hear you loud and clear. Your senior, your captain, has stepped up right here. Oh, big time. You know, you've uh, been spending a lot of time at Buff State recently with the games and uh, this leading up to today. Kind of let's let's walk up to today's games, what you saw during the week, what you liked, and, and things like that. So, I mean, we could start right there with the Luport game. Um, really, I thought the difference of the Luport game was Trent Scott. I mean, Roddy was no doubt, you know, there got his points was dynamic was huge all over the boards was big on his scoring but Trent Scott went head-to-head um with West Seneca right a defensively when you look at it that that's out there you had what I felt was kind of um three guys over at Lou uh, at Louport because you've also got your your eighth grader there that's at point guard for right. Louport too now unfortunately he struggled a little point from the three-point line did hit some key ones in key spots, but if you looked at the overall average, it was down a little bit. Was it mainly like that? Because, you know, we talk every year about the difference when you go from playing in your high school gym to now you're playing in the big floor above state. The spacing around is different. Oh, it, it's, it's a different feel. Yeah, because it's the depth perception right. is what it is. There's no doubt. Um, but it's not like he didn't hit anything, right? It was It was – there's a lot of things that go into these games when you get there, right? If you look at the shots early on, are they deep? Are they long? That's because I'm excited. I'm into the game, right? I'm I, the I adrenaline. Gotta, the adrenaline. Everything that's going on is I've got to control. And then later in the game, when they're becoming short, what is it? I'm tired. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to get the right spot so I can make sure I get my legs into this and get the right shot. So yeah, because fatigue starts to set in, and exactly. Sure. Exactly, but I will tell you, Jalen Scott had went head to head with Bradshaw of West Seneca and did a phenomenal job defensively, and that was the key I felt in the game right there. Um, Adrian Baugh for West Seneca was unbelievable in both uh, 
championship of his class, and then when the eight when, when they came together was even better. He actually got into foul trouble in the first game in the first half, and the game was really close. He comes out in the second half and just lights it right up. It was unbelievable. I mean, Adrian Baugh deserved to be named. I know center court put out a um, a postseason or just at Buff State, kind of like a, a team's recognition of teams for Buff State. And uh, he was on there, and there's no doubt he deserved to be there. Was definitely one of the top players at Buff State overall. Now, looking at uh, Olean, they go on. They're going to play Greece uh, Odyssey today, and that's at 12:45. And you look at this Greece team; they're ranked 25th in the state with the uh, 20 and three record. Uh, winnable game for Olean, I oh, believe. No, no, listen, Olean could go on for a state championship. Yeah, there's no doubt. They are very unique as all the teams that were there. They are the only team that was at Buff State the entire weekend that is a complete senior-driven team. It is five starters that will be seniors that are on that team that lead the way. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about a team that has experience. You're talking about a team that's been there, right? Chemistry. They've been playing for years. All those things come into play, right, which is what you've seen, why they're undefeated so far. Led by their point guard, Schmidt is, to me, one of the top point guards in the area. The way he sees the court is unbelievable. I mean, he has some passes that he fits into some small holes, but it's the way he sees the court in the openings. I've now watched him play a couple times, and he is a kid that can change his game no matter what the scenario is. You normally watch him, he's a slasher. Mm -hmm. He comes from the left side is what he does. And for a lot of people, that's tough to guard because they're not used to guarding a lefty slashing in from the left side, right? They're used to the righties, and I'm driving them to the left because that's their weakness. So here is I'm going to try to take a lefty and drive them to the right. But Mike will actually slash to the hole and be real tough as he's slashing to the hole. Now, against Allegheny Limestone, they shut down his slashing. You're talking about a team that probably knows Schmidt better than anybody and plays, you know, how many times in the season or how many times in their AAU or how many times down there because they're right next to each other, right? But what Mike then turned around, changed his game, then for that one, he was a three-point specialist all of a sudden. Then he's a distributor. Like, he has different facets of his game that I thought really helped stepped it up. That's hard. You know, if you're an opposing coach, uh, let's you know, this Greece team, and you're looking, you're watching any film. That's hard to prepare for. Yeah, but I will tell. And it, it gives them, I mean, a lot to prepare for. Oh, no doubt. But I think Allegheny Limestone had the right recipe in there, right? Make them shoot the three is what I'm going to do because that three ball is not going to go down all the time. It really right. isn't because he is such a good slasher to the hole. He can drive to the hole with the best of them. And when you start being able to open up that drive to the hole, that's going to be kickouts that's going to be there for you. It's going to be easy points that's going to be there for you. It's going to be sometimes the putbacks that are going to be there for you. Once you got a, a point guard that can get that kind of penetration, it opens up so much. So if you can stop that penetration, I think that's going to be key. So if I'm Greece, I'm still looking at stopping the penetration and kind of take the recipe of what Allegheny Limestone And hope that do. they don't get hot. Exactly. <laughs> but I will tell you, four kids on Olean, 
hit multiple threes in the game. Yikes. So you're talking about it wasn't just. You're not going to have everybody go cold. No. So (laughs) somebody's going to have a hot hand, and that could be the difference. Yep, and that's really what we saw there was, I mean, Allegheny Limestone had, and what they did real well is they were getting almost every one of their points were in the paint, right? Got to the paint, made the easy shot, and kept that game close constantly is what they did. But I just felt like the senior leadership, and there were a couple things. Every time Allegheny Limestone made the run, Olean answered. Does Olean need to step up defensively? Um, no, I, I, they, they've got a really good defensively team, they, and I've seen them go into different sets. They'll go into a full-court press. They could play uh, man-to-man. They can also do the zones. I don't think they're worried about their defense. I think they're going to be just fine, and they've got – um, and I, I'm sorry I'm blanking on his name, but they got one player on their team that has got to be the scrappiest player in Western New York. He is all over the floor, does every intangible thing that you ask for, just does a phenomenal job out there. And that's the reason why that team does so well is they all play in their roles and they all do the things that's necessary to step up to win the game. And it's so big when you've got a kid that's willing to go in there and just hustle nonstop from start to finish. Yeah, no doubt. As you, in any sport, it, yeah. does, it doesn't matter. Totally you can't, agree. You know, you can't replace hustling. All right, let's take a break. We've got a lot uh, to get in here. Uh, there's girls basketball. Unfortunately for our Monsignor Martin girls, uh, it didn't end as well as they would have liked. But still, uh, congratulations to all who had a great season. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kellagher, along with Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. The guys are all out uh, covering other events this morning, and so you just have us and Derek Kramer, producer. Before the break, you were talking about the uh, Oliang uh, game and, and their uh, matchup coming up today at 1245. Uh, some uh, recognitions and, uh, and other thoughts that you had on it. So I, I, I said there was a player that was just scrappy, did everything, fearless. I call him Mr. Fearless during mm-hmm. the game is what it is. Josh Beeler is who it is. And Josh, I apologize. I didn't get your name out in the last segment. But just what he does for the team, all the intangibles to me, was unbelievable. But you're just talking about a senior-driven team. Matt Droney's another big player on the team. Jack DeWillaby's another big player on the team. Um, Jarrett Prizel, who came off the bench, was big. Um, you could just see as this team's got what it takes to go the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, I wish Olean and Coach Anastasia the best of luck while they're over in Rochester. But um, you've got the point guard to take you there. And, and, and don't doubt that Schmidt's got what it takes to get to uh, a state championship. Absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, and they do it year in and year out. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the other games going on. We have Belfast. They're going to play Panama. That's at 630 uh, tonight. Uh, Belfast coming in. They're only, I mean, not – very powerful and ranked 274th in the state, but they have a 19-6 uh, record. Yeah, so watch out. Panama has been um, – we've talked about them more on the girls' side than we have on the boys' side, right? right? 
But I guess we've got two teams down there in that class that's going to compete for a state championship. We could be talking about a boys and a girls state champions down there with Panama. That'd be a big party in Panama. Oh, heck yeah. Everybody's invited. Yeah. yeah head on down there. Well, you know, obviously best of luck to them, but uh, I like uh, I like our, our matchup there. Uh, middle Early College uh, taking on uh, C.G. Finney. That's at uh, 11 o'clock, so half an hour from now, they tip off uh, Middle Early College, Scrappy Bunch. Listen, there has to be special recognition that goes out to Middle Early College. I watched them play against Randolph. Randolph may have what we would call definitely the best shooter in Western New York, but definitely one of the top players, if not the top player in Western New York, in Tyler Hind. Right. This kid can shoot lights out. I don't care where it is on the court. This kid is a scorer, and this kid can shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's one of the best players. If you haven't seen him play, you got to get a chance to see him play because he really is a, a phenomenal basketball player. Now, so Middle Early College had the uh, opportunity to play them. They go down in the first quarter. They go down. Tyler Hind in the first quarter was unbelievable. It was lights out. He found every little opening he could, and they had a nice little lead. I think it was 17-8 at the end of the first quarter. Then Middle Early College makes an adjustment. They made a defensive adjustment. And from there on in, Tyler had problems scoring, putting up the board, because defensively, Devontae Prince was unbelievable. He completely shut him down in the second and third quarters. And in fact, it was the second quarter, no points were scored by Randolph, and then went all the way in the third quarter till the last minute before they scored their first points. Wow. Almost went two quarters without scoring, and this kid's one of the reasons. I kept saying it on the air, Tony. Devontae Prince needs to be named MVP of this game solely for his defense because he's the reason they got their lead. They were able to take control of the game. They were able to do something. I was. This kid deserves all the credit in the world. Probably didn't get it in the sense of because we don't recognize a lot of defensive performances. It's more or less whoever scored the most points. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like from yeah, three. Exactly. And he only had, I think it was eight points in the game. Um, and I don't want to say only. I'm not trying to downplay that. But what I am trying to say is, Devontae, you deserved MVP for your defensive prowess and what you did on that floor. And that's the recognition that he deserves. You talk to coaches, and, and they'll tell you at this time of the year, it's defense. That's what that's what they're looking at, and that's where they want to be able to step up, shut people down. Yeah, I don't think it's any sport. What do we always say? Defense wins championships, yeah. right? You Offense hear that sells all the time. tickets. Defense wins championships. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but but Devonte, I saw it. We said it on the air. You deserve all the credit in the world. You're one of the big reasons middle early college goes on. And uh, by the way, Finney was ranked uh, 105th. In the state, and this is according to Max Preps for 21 and 4 uh, record. Uh, let's see, we have uh, Luport taking on Menden. Uh, that's at 2:30. Menden comes in; they're ranked fourth in the state. They are 24 and 0 on the season. So, if you go by that, looking at that, uh, you have to believe that Luport's going to have their hands full today. Oh, I think any of our larger schools. Are going to have their their hands full over at uh, with any of the Rochester Section Five teams. They're quality basketball teams, 
I will tell you one thing that ba Rochester does real well is they've got a great youth basketball program over there. And it doesn't matter what the school is. When you see anybody coming out of there, you know you got a dogfight ahead of you. Right. Yeah, so this is going to be a tough game for Luport, but Luport's the type of team that has risen to the challenge in the past, and they can and have proven that they can play with just about anybody. Oh, no doubt. And you know, you know what was probably to me one of the most fun things to watch during the Luport thing, and I don't know how many people saw it, but first of all, Lewiston Porter traveled phenomenal to Buff State. They had a full student section at all times. Plus, they had great crowds that came along with them, especially, you know what I mean, when they played uh, West Seneca. But you know what was great? Coach Bradshaw was right in with the kids, right? I watched him every single time get in with the kids, try to get them pumped up, try to get them into the game. He did it in the middle of timeouts where he tried to get them pumped up. He did it before the game. Um, I know at one point he had some extra T-shirts that were that were given. He threw them to the kids in the crowd oh, cool. because they were there. Like, give Coach Bradshaw credit. Sure, it was overall where he was really trying to get his kids involved in the game, and it just was real fun to watch how enthusiastic he was with his team and his and his student body. No, oh, that's outstanding. I, I like stuff like that. And you're added to the atmosphere in places already has oh. a great atmosphere. Um, well, good luck to Luport. Niagara Falls, uh, they're taking on McQuaid. Uh, I mean, McQuaid. <laughs> what more can you say? They're ranked 20, I mean, 33, 33rd in the state with a 20 and 4 record, 5 and 1 league play. Uh, Niagara Falls. Didn't they play already this year, Tony? They may have, and I think Niagara Falls won, right? I thought it was the opposite. Oh, was it McQuaid? Yeah, okay. I thought it was McQuaid who won. Don't quote me on it, but I thought they – I know they played – Or was it Aquinas that Niagara Falls It may Falls have been beat. Aquinas, though. That's why I couldn't remember if it was Aquinas or McQuaid. It could have been Aquinas, like you just said. So I won't be surprised. But I know they went out there and played a Section 5 matchup, Niagara Falls. Um, Falls is going to have to step up defensively. You know, and you read uh, quotes from – uh, Coach Constantino in the Gazette, and he and he mentions, you know, uh, we've had a great year offensively. Talked about this is probably the best offensive unit that he's had in terms of the ability to put points on the board. But he really needs to focus on defense today. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, we got to discuss this game, right? This Will North Niagara Falls game before what got them there. I, this is insane. This <laughs> first of all, go ahead. So, literally, I what I was. Going into the game, to me, this was going to be speed versus what I called power and height, right? right? Because um, what Will North's strength is, is they've got some big football-type bodies with height underneath. And how was Niagara Falls going to be able to stop that was going to be the key, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side is... I've seen all these guards for Niagara Falls. They can all penetrate. How were you going to stop the speed of Niagara Falls? Well, three quarters into this game, it was Will North style that was winning. right? They were up by 12 points going into the fourth quarter, and it looked like it was all Will North. Right. And then Willie Lightfoot said, uh-uh. Now, Niagara Falls, you get on my back, I'll take you the rest of the way. And all of a sudden, you saw little pieces here and there and them starting to chop down the score to the point where it was a three-point game with seconds left on the clock. Willie Lightfoot gets the ball. Now, at this point, this is where probably you would say the controversy came in to say is, should you have fouled him? 
and uh, made sure you filed them before the shop, put them at the line so you can only get two points instead of three. Do you just make sure the shot is hard for them? I mean, everybody was going up and down on what their thought process is. Right. But Willie comes about uh, four or five feet, I would say, past the three-point line, left-hand side of the uh, of the arc. Three players are on him with hands up in the air, and the shot goes up over those players. Swish, we go to overtime. <laughs> the place goes ballistic. Oh, it I was can imagine. Unbelievable. <laughs> I could barely hear as I'm on air as we're there. I could barely hear what's going on with the with with with, with just us talking sure. right next to each other. And right there, you could just see as unfortunately from there. The, it deflated Will North enough to where you know Niagara Falls just kept going the rest of the way, and I, and I think they ended up winning by ten is where the final was. But and, there's something for that young man to be able to put the team on his back and and will them yeah. to victories. But but listen to this: he scores 39 points in the game. 32 of the 39 points come in the second half. So they had no uh, Will North had no answer for him in the second half. No. They didn't change anything up in how they guarded him. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, but it was just he could. It was a point where he just got so hot. It didn't matter what you were going to throw at this kid. He was going to put it in. <laughs> Come outside of the locker. Yeah. Bam. If there he, it goes. If, if he wasn't hitting a three, he was driving to the hole doing something, it, or he was on a fast break doing something. It didn't matter. He. It was like the light bulb went off in the fourth quarter. And boom, it went on. I'll tell you, of those 32 in the second half, I'll bet you most of them were still in the fourth quarter in overtime. Wow. Just really took the, you know what I mean, took it on his shoulders. And and you've seen he's gotten a lot of praise in the news. He's gotten a lot of praise by center court, calling it one of the most memorable performances that's seen at Buff State. And you know what? He deserves every single bit of it. It That's was big. that fun to watch. That's big. Well, hopefully Niagara Falls is able to continue that run again. You know, when we talked to center court, and you know, when I talked to uh, Coach Casatino, he said whoever survives in uh, out of the large schools is going to really have a tough time against Rochester. Yeah, and we say that it doesn't matter what the sport. We say that it's always going to be a battle when we go against Section 5. I mean, there's a lot of cases that the Section 5, Section 6 teams are the teams that are actually the ones that are going on for state championships. Right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. And, again, that's all going down today. Uh, unfortunately, season came to an end for Cardinal O'Hara girls basketball, along with Christian Central and uh, Sacred Heart. They all fell in uh, in the states. Uh, let's see. We got girls basketball going on today. Uh, Bishop Kearney is taking on Frontier. That's at 11 o'clock, and that's at Buff State. We have Pittsford uh, Menden taking on Lakeshore at 7. Um, how do you pronounce this one? Midlacus against East Aurora. That's at 5. Oakfield, Alabama versus Maple Grove at 3. Alba versus Franklinville at one, and then on over the on the girls' side, as I mentioned, you had Monsignor Scanlon defeating Cardinal O'Hara, fifty-eight to forty-eight, and Cardinal Spellman beat Sacred Heart sixty-three to thirty-five, Aquinas beating Christian Central sixty-five to forty, and that uh, is in today's Buffalo News. If you want to look that up, so uh, unfortunately uh, for our 
my senior Martin girls, it didn't uh, end as well as they'd like, but uh, best of luck to our girls uh, from Section 6 as they move on today. And, you know, a little bit, at least they have home court advantage, so to speak. Yep. And, Tony, I will have a call today for three of those games. And actually, the 11 o'clock game, Roger Weiss will be having the call at uh, 11 o'clock. Um, over at Buff State, and then I'll be having the next three games out there, so I'll be having the call for the next three games over at Buff State uh, to see these girls. There's some great basketball played by here. You know, give Lakeshore. The Lakeshore girls with a big win over Will South, that Lakeshore team has got two two girls on it phenomenal that we could talk about that led that team to a win. All right, let's talk about that when we come back. Uh, don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. You're listening to Inside High School Sports and WGR Sports Radio 550. Sabres take on Colorado at 3 o'clock, so keep it rock- locked here on WGR Sports Radio 550 plus uh, you've got NFL free agency starting tomorrow there's going to be a lot of news of course we all had that uh, firestorm yesterday that had a lot of people excited and then depressed all within a matter of uh, a few hours so keep it locked on WGR Sports Radio 550 get all your your Sabres and Bills updates and uh, you know the trade, uh, I mean, with the uh, start of free agency, kind of like Christmas for football fans. Ooh, what do I get to open? And then, of course, you're build up to the draft, and Sal will have all the information. Of course, if you go to WGRSportsRadio550.com, you can uh, read up on stuff that Sal's written up during the week. Great stuff as he scouts and looks at free agents that the Bills could uh, target. And so we'll see. It's a fun time of the year, at least for me. I love it. And I'll be uh, paying attention to see what the Bills do. Tom, leading up to uh, uh, today is, uh, you know, with uh, girls basketball, of course, you're going to be headed down there in a little bit. Uh, get us going up to date. I mean, we told you about the games that are going on, but what led up, led up to them? Yeah, so let's first talk about Lakeshore because Lakeshore is going to take on Menden. Lakeshore has got right now two sisters that are just unbelievable. They're all slashers to the to the basket, right? And then plus uh, uh, Tashani Cornfield, uh, it's the Cornfield sisters is what it is. It's got a nice little outside shot for threes also, so it makes her double as uh, deadly out there. But what these two can do on the floor is unbelievable. When they put the ball on the floor, anything can happen, and that's the reason why Lakeshore is right where they are at. Definitely led by those two. And you've got to be talking about a huge win over Will South, who is just was an unbelievable team. And to be honest with you, probably was absolutely the favorite going into that game versus Lakeshore. Right. But what these two are capable of doing are just as phenomenal when they put the ball down down on the court. So, um, But definitely what I thought was probably the game of Buff State was Olean versus East Aurora. Okay. And uh, we all have been talking on this show and multiple times. Sarah Pfeiffer for Olean is an unbelievable player. You could just see it from her presence on the court, um, what she can bring to uh, to a team, her leadership. You see a lot there on the floor. Right. Unfortunately, she didn't have the game she wanted to close out with and got into foul trouble and actually fouled out of the game and was on the bench for a good portion of the game. So you had to see other people from Olean step up, and you saw um, some some of the some of the girls step up. And in fact, you saw um, uh, Justine Brooks was just phenomenal. Um, what she did for her team to help step up and keep that a two point game. 
She actually had a chance to score to tie it up to send in overtime. Unfortunately, it didn't go down. And uh, I think she took a lot of the loss on her shoulders. And there was no reason to. She This only in team's not in the game without her help. And um, she needs to make sure to keep that head up high. Right. Know, uh, know what she would done was a phenomenal uh, appearance there at, at Buff State. And uh, you will absolutely see only and back there again just a great team and what they're capable of doing uh but i'll tell you on the flip side east aurora knew what they had to do and their what what they were was to get the ball into sarah tully sarah tully could probably play anywhere in the court a 6-3 center but could play forward or guard for you at the same time sarah had a game and a half they looked to get the ball into sarah everything went through sarah tully I'll tell you, if Sarah would have made more, a little more free throws, East Aurora could have pulled away in that game. Even is is, is that's how that's how good Sarah was because it was so hard to stop Sarah Tully out there, and she's going to be a big reason whether they win this next game or not. Watch Sarah; that's a name to watch out for in Western New York. You know how we were talking about the uh, boys and how much of a a challenge it is when you when you uh, face off against the Rochester schools section five. Is that the same hold true for the uh, for the women? Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, it, I always look at when it comes to any of these areas is is just look at the youth programs. What are you hearing coming out of their youth programs? And um, they run this basketball program that is out of Rochester, where you, they have a tournament every weekend out there, and it's. Uh, the people that host the tournament out there, literally the host team goes about four teams deep at every age group to just give you an idea of how many kids are involved in this program in Rochester. Um, so it just shows is, and it doesn't matter whether it's boys or girls, right? They're in every single one. They constantly have a team that's there to win in the tournament. They have a program that gets Rochester basketball on the map. Ew, it's... It's almost like I, I mentioned this till I'm blue in the face, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are sick and tired of me saying it, but it, like you're right. It starts at the youth level, uh, not just because you and I both coach at the youth level, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, you talk about, oh, Olean, year in and year out, they're, uh, they're in the, uh, at Buff State. Well, look at their youth program that they have down there. From everything that I'm told, their youth basketball program is unreal. It is, and it's one of the best in the area. There's no doubt about it. In fact, um, I will have a team out at Rochester this weekend playing our, 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 an eighth-grade team out there playing in that Rochester tournament that we're discussing right now. And, and I know we're going to have our hands full in every single game that we play out there. Look at this. You can name the sport, and you can just pick the schools, the ones that are uh, that are continuously in the playoffs: football, basketball, volleyball, whatever. And you look at the, the odds are they have a tremendous feeder program. Yep, and, and been saying it all along. I really have. Look at look at some of the great schools basketball. Jamestown, great feeder program. What Coach Drake does down there is phenomenal. Coach Drake is a part of that feeder program. He knows what's coming up to him. He runs the camps. He sees the kids. He knows exactly what's coming his way. You know, it's a great example of it right there. 
you know, look at Lancaster. Lancaster's got great feeder programs. It doesn't matter what the sport is. Right. You know, let's look at baseball. They have one of the best feeder programs in the area when it comes to baseball. That's why communities need to pay that extra uh, attention to the youth programs because they are your future. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and the high schools that don't get involved with their feeder programs, with the youth programs, shame on you. You're doing a disservice. I, I agree. The coaches that want to be involved and really want to see them take the next step, take the extra time. Go find out what your youth area programs are doing and how you can make an impact. As a high school coach, you just showing up to a game or you showing up to a practice or you holding some sort of clinic – these kids all look up to you. Sure. They look up to all these high school kids. Just to have a fifth grader or younger or sixth grader even come and go to a high school practice and see the high school kids, they look up to these kids. They know they're one of the best in the area. They know they're the best in the town. They want to be able to talk to these kids and see what they've got to bring to I remember table. as a kid it was a big deal uh, to go down Hurdle Avenue to go watch Cardinal Doherty play. And, you know, unfortunately, Cardinal Doherty folded uh, before uh, my eighth grade year, so I didn't get to go there. But uh, it was cool. Uh, and speaking of feeder programs, kudos to the folks at PAL uh, Niagara Falls who've done a great job with the uh, basketball season. They had all the grade schools involved. The kids had a tremendous uh, season, lots of fun learning the game, learning the fundamentals of basketball. I'm headed to Niagara Falls in a little bit. We'll watch Nick's last game of the season, but I just wanted to thank the folks at PAL for all that they have done in allowing the kids and providing the kids a platform to have a blast. Tom Prince, thank you very much. Uh, great stuff today. And we'll see you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.